What a pussy. No wonder your woman is sneaking behind your back, man. Know what your problem is? You don't have the respect of your woman. And <laughs> that's what it is. Me, I got all that. I go home, my dinner's on the table. Bam, I don't want to hear shit, woman. And if I want loving, if I'm in the mood, I get that too. You're so full of shit. What would you have done? Man, I'd have went back to that house and I'd have pulled a Terminator on the front door. <gasps> boom, boom, boom. Who the fuck you think you playing with, woman? Who do you think I am, some fruity pie? I ain't no fruity pie. I'm, I'm Nick Bean. That's what I told her. I'm Nick Bean. And Greetings and salutations. Peace and blessings to all. Welcome, ladies and gentle niggas, to the podcast about nothing, where we discuss everything. I am your host, Nico Lamar, but you can also call me the rehabilitated fuckboy. Welcome to Intimate Revelations. So strap in, enjoy yourself, and let's get into this episode. Yo, what it do? Yes, yes. Ladies yes. and ladies and gentle niggas, we are back. Well, I am back with another episode of Intimate Revelations. I'm your host, Nico Lamar. But I kind of want to bring back one of my old AKAs. Uh, so this week, we're going with Mr. Bang Your Bitch, Raw Dog. And um, <laughs> yo, I listened to all the positive feedback from people that I got in the DMs on the social medias. And we did something we haven't done uh, on the podcast for two straight weeks. I have the same person or guest. Guest. We got we got um we got Amina back with us this week. Uh, I feel like you did a good job last week. You know, I'll give you a what B minus. A B minus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were a little argumentative. Give me the give me give me the feedback. No, I'm saying I'm not. I'm grading off my own curve. Like other people were like, "Oh, we like her, yay!" <laughs> but me, I kind of think you were a little argumentative. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like you came in, you got too comfortable. You know, you, you ever had you you ever invited somebody to your house and they start going into the kitchen and oh, it's the God, first time they've been over? Then. No, don't compare me to those people. Those people are horrible. I hate those people. Yeah, you you went straight to the Frigidaire. Damn. Didn't wash your hands. And I'm like, eh. In a pandemic? Didn't wash my, oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Like, you came in, opened up a can of nacho cheese, and started making Doritos on the kitchen counter. I was oh. like, whoa. This is, this, is, this is a little extreme, but I'll take it. You know what? I am a little argumentative, but I mean. Nah, nah, nah. All, all jokes aside, um, thank you. For being back this week. If you do one more podcast, if you won't hear next week, like I guess I'm gonna have to make you a co-host. I mean You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ever been to you ever been to those restaurants and they give you the little the little the little card and they, yep. they stamp them off as you go? Yep. Hey man, you almost there. You're halfway there. You know what I'm saying? So welcome. I'm excited. Welcome back to the pod. Yes. Ready. You know. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. Just sipping another little rum and Dr. Pepper. Oh, what so, kind of rum? Um, what kind of rum you got um, over there? I mean, I got to shout this out. It's called English Harbor, made in Antigua. 
Absolutely incredible drink. I highly recommend it. She said it make your dick hard like Rockweiler. Big up the whole island. <laughs> you know? Don't you know? You know, I'm over here on a little... I got some douce. Neat. You know what I'm saying? Neat. Douce neat. Love it. That's how I'm feeling, man. It's been... It's only Tuesday. What? what? It is, it's, it's, been a, it's, it's only Tuesday. Yes. But it's been a long week already, man. Like, yes. shit. You know? I agree. So, uh, Emina? Yes. Do you know what today is? No. What day is today? Bro, today is a very, very special day. It's special to me. It's special to them. And it should be special to you. Today marks the three-year anniversary of the launch of Intimate Revelations. Oh, snap. You know, like... That's, it's, that's major. You know, like, most... Of, you, you listen to most of the podcasts, and they, they like, you know... This is episode 278. You know, it's been a long, hard road. It's been three years. We put our nose to the ground and we've been going hard. So it's it's really it's really great to be here today. You know, we ain't got all that. It's been three years. We got 16 episodes. Nice, nice. But, but, you know what I'm saying? We kicking in gear. And I can see I can see green pastures ahead of intimate revelations going forward. So thank you for being a part of, you know, this three year anniversary. And yo, I appreciate you coming through, man. So I, I'm very thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm so excited about today's topics. I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. Yes. So uh, what's the first thing you want to delve into this week? I'll let you pick. Well, first, since it's such a monumental day, let me ask you first. Three years have passed from mm-hmm. the start, like the first episode to this episode. What is the major change in yourself that you have seen? In myself? In yourself, like as a podcaster, as like a person who's putting up content. How have you changed in those three years of intimate revelation? So I would say over these three years, what I've learned is I have looked and, you know, scoured the landscape. I mean, just in between that time, it's like it feels like 50 billion podcasts have launched everywhere I turn. Some friend has launched a new podcast and all that shit. And um, I guess what this shit has taught me is it's it's made me pay attention to the details okay. and especially like when I'm researching things I want to talk about because normally when I first started I'll just get on here and I'll just shoot and just say whatever the fuck I want you know right and people that know me they know me as somebody that just says whatever the fuck they want but um we're in a time where you got to read the room. So certain shit that I normally really want to talk about, I don't talk about. One, because, you know what I'm saying? Some shit, everything ain't meant to be talked about. Right. And, you know, two, nigga, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, 
Normalize being quiet. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like to tell people, I like to tell people, you know, you know, sometimes it's okay to shut the fuck up. Facts. A lot of people get in trouble talking about shit they really not versed in and not staying in a lane, and they could have just shut the fuck up. I mean, it's always an option. You know, and I I guess I kind of, I'm, you know, I'm 35. I'm over that. I'm over the grace period or that grace age of being able to say shit and they just be like, he young. But then I'm still kind of over, over just saying shit just for the sake of saying it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So the reaction out of people. Yeah. If it, if it don't, it's not a, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. But if it don't, if it don't make you think, then it ain't nothing to talk about. You know what I'm saying? I don't just want to, I guess a part of me is like shooting from the hip and I do say, you know, shocking things, but if there's no, if there's no texture to it, I just don't want to do it. And a lot of the reasons why I haven't been is because I've been trying to uh, move through the minutia of shit and learn my place and where I fit in and how I want to do things, man. Um, Because I see a lot of people just talking just for the sake of talking. And I'm like, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Was Was that tweet absolutely needed? Come on, man. Yeah. Case in point, these niggas on Clubhouse. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, after the inauguration, you know, like uh, the beautiful, I can't remember her name. Uh, she's actually m- one of my friend's cousins. I ain't name dropping, so I don't want to, I don't want to fuck her name up. Right. So I'll just say the beautiful queen who did the poem at the inauguration. Shout out to you. But I think she like got a whole bunch of people like excited and inspired and I'm on chatty house and there's just a room full of women doing shitty poetry. And I'm like, why? (laughs) Like like to me, I'm like, but that just plays into a larger picture of like these social medias allowing people just to say shit that nigga, why? I mean, we talked about this last episode about like catharsis and people having these platforms be able to just, kind of word vomit all over you and share, overshare and share again about their lives every second, every minute, every day, all aspects, all pictures. You know, at this point, why not, why not be also a great poet and a great writer and a great artist and a great whatever? Because if you say that it's not good or that you, or you bring in someone else's creativity down, you're a hater. You can't have any kind of dissenting opinion that it coming off as, oh, I, you just want to see me shine. No, you just, you're shitty. It's not good. Like it's not good, bro. It's not good. Yeah. You know, that's like even just the idea of calling somebody a hater. Like I, I think back in the '90s when the inception of that word came around, like I think it had a clear context and it was always used in with the proper connotation. But today, I just don't think it is. Like, nigga. If someone says something, I'm like, nah, I don't think that's a good idea. And it's genuinely not a good idea. Right. Am I hating or am I just being honest? You're just being you honest. Know? You're just being honest. But I think we live in a world where it's it's all gassing and hyping people. And I'll be honest, I am a hype man, but I'm a hype man to my friends who I feel like 
have like make good decisions. I, you know, just randomly hyping people, I feel like is unnecessary or weird because then they get in their heads and then inflated ego and then it just creates, I think, like this. I don't know. But we do that Domino shit. effect of bullshit, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, we do that shit all the time, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I feel that, yes, there is dissension in the scope of whatever we're calling each other, whatever we're calling what we have, the community, the culture, whatever. Like, there's always dissension and we're not as uh, together as we could be or supportive as we should be. Right. Nigga, if the baby is ugly, the motherfucker (laughs) is ugly. What am I supposed to say? Well, I mean, just be kind. At at the end of the day, just be kind. Like, you don't have to be like, yo, your poetry is shitty. You're never going to make it. Quit now. Kill yourself. Like, you don't have to. Or, 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 just or. Just level with me right now. Just you and the people listening. Or they could just shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) No? Okay. But what about self-expression? I'll have to give you the other side. Like, as like I told you last week. So this, these people watch this this amazing poet give an amazing poem and feel like, you know what? Those journals I've kept and been writing in and doing all this stuff, I'm going to let this out in the world. I'm going to put myself out there. She's inspired me. Is it the best? No. But does it deserve this complete being ignored if the person wants to self-express i'm all about that self-expression do you think shawty just went from oh i am inspired to the inauguration no no of course not but pretty sure in in the lines of all of that she probably shut the fuck up a lot of times i mean definitely a hundred percent until she calibrated got her shit right a hundred percent but you even gotta get shit right before you even present it to people you know I don't know. I, I try and be empathetic because I know what it's like to get excited about something that you've done and then you just put it out there without thinking through, oh, maybe I should put this through some filters or try a little harder or keep going and then put it out there. It's it's always that dance, right? But you're right. An option is always to shut the fuck up. 100%. This is probably, this is probably most definitely seriously gonna get me killed in your group chat again. <laughs> I mean, my group chats this week were crazy with this episode that we just did last week. They loved and hated you. Some of my friends were like, what is really wrong with this man? Because of the train perspective. Like the con- the consistent like um, badgering you did of women who have gone through this ordeal. The way you came across, my friends were like, why is, wh- like, what, what is, what is the issue with something that happened so long ago? But then but my, you, brothers, my brothers didn't listen to it and then agree with you. So I feel like men and women are just never going to see the same or, side of that claim. Or I just didn't argue the basis of my opinion as eloquently as your brother did. But that's neither here nor there. We're not going to okay. up. We're going to leave them skeletons where they are. That's you know what I'm saying? Uh, damn. Oh, you said something about filters. And that's kind of set me off. Okay. I'm, 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 how, how do you feel about how do you feel about filters and women in the current climate? In terms of like filters on your face, bro, y'all gotta stop using them shits. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta stop doing this. Like I met somebody last week 
and they, I, I didn't even know who they were. <laughs> Y'all are going to get to the heaven's gates and the Lord ain't going to recognize you. He's going to say, that's not what I made. Y'all got to stop using these fucking filters. Like, bro, especially, so you on, you on the dating apps, right? I am. Have you ever went on a date? And I know men hype fish and catfish, but have you ever went on a date and a nigga show up and you're like, damn, you don't look, you look nothing like your pictures. A hundred percent. 10 pounds heavier. And the thing is, the person yeah, but- that on the way to meeting them, like, oh, by the way, I'm 10 pounds heavier. Wait, record scratch. What? But um, that's different okay. though. That's different. That's different. At least I'm talking about, I ain't talking about he gained weight. I'm talking about a nigga filtered you to death. <laughs> no, because men don't use filters like that. And honestly, right. if you see a dude with filters on on his on his like dating profile, that's the automatic swipe. Like, absolutely not. Grown men who use like consistent filters is weird. Is weird to me. In terms of women using it, I mean, I can't, have you ever seen? I can't, have you ever I seen Ray? I, I'm, I'm going to invoke my right to shut the fuck up because I don't speak. I don't know. I, so I don't let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen Ray? Yes. You remember when when Jamie was like. Every time I go out of here, I go out in the dark. So as far as I'm concerned, me and God is even. That's how niggas feel when it comes to filters. Every time we go out here, like, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't much a nigga could do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all be making hips, lips, and dips. <laughs> well, that's not a filter. That's Photoshop. And that's a completely different genre. Like, filters, okay, I'm on Snapchat. I got a cute filter, whatever. If you have a whole different body, that person went into Photoshop, completely changed her, like, from head to toe, changed herself, and then put that on as a picture. That's not, that's false advertising for sure. Fix is literally out here becoming graphic designers <laughs> to get likes on Instagram. It is fucking nuts and it has to stop. Okay? I'm calling it. It has to fucking stop. I mean. Have you ever showed up on a date and you walk past a person three times and they finally call you and they like, yo, you keep walking by me. I'm up right here. And you get there, and this motherfucker looks. No- I'm like, no wonder I walk past you. You look nothing like your social medias. Well, this is okay. I'm gonna do it. Like what am I supposed this. to do? No, that? no, no. Hold up. You know how you can avoid that? Facetime slash video call with that person prior to the date. You want to make oh. sure you're about to see who you're about to see. Get that. Do your due diligence. Do your research. Make sure this person is who they say they are. I think the oh, movie Catfish and the series Catfish has taught us all that. Like, you have to do your homework or else you are going to be disappointed. Bro. Or people could just be honest. This is no. true. So. This is true. But, but you can't depend on someone's level of wanting to be honest. Like, that's that's a whole other conversation. I mean... I don't. You know, like not everybody's gonna be as straightforward as you are, and some people are deeply insecure, and so they come at it with, "If I just present this person and persona, but then he falls in love with my personality, maybe then it won't Listen. matter as much that I look this way or act this way." Listen, just the way I gave them the, the advice on the train, ladies, if you are out here filter fishing, oh my God, filter fishing. <laughs> if you are here, I'm gonna call you up. If you a filter fish, 
If you a filter fish and you show up on a date and you look nut, you don't even look like you're from the same planet as the person <laughs> in your pictures. Oh my god! A nigga is never gonna fall in love with your personality. He don't even. <laughs> yeah. You are a deaf mute to him. <laughs> if you show up like this, I'm letting you know this. And I, this is not because I hate women. It's because I love y'all and I want you to stop doing this. Stop it. <laughs> Fucking stop it. <laughs> like, so, hey. Oh, that's funny. Eco cares uh, if nobody else cares. Okay? All right. right. But I, okay. I, feel like, I feel like those women who do that are just trying to compete with things that they see online. With you know, who? I come back with the empathy thing. Because it's filled with look this way, like like contour this way, be this way. If you are an insecure person and you know that this is what gets likes, this is what gets people's attention, this is what you need, like people will then conform themselves to become this to be able to get that. That's just that's that's where we at. That's you know what you know what Instagram looks like to a nigga like me sometimes? Yeah. Have you ever seen the Matrix? Of course. And the Matrix Two, I've seen all the to be, Matrix. To Matrix. narrow it down, you say what? I've seen all the Matrices. Is that how you say that? Matrix the Matrices sounds really wrong. I think that's how you say it in in math, but I don't know if that okay. pertains to the movies. But we could go with Matrices. We can yeah. do that. Yeah, there we go. You know, I'm game for whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. But in in you know in the in two. When Neo goes to see the Oracle and he's in like this neighborhood in like the 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 courtyard. Right. And he fights the sentinels and they the agents just keep coming. Right. Instagram is sort of like that, but with light skinned curly head chicks. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like that's what it looks like. My algorithm is all fucked up. I, I unfollow seven. Huh? I wonder why though. The algorithm you have is based on the things that you like and look at. So don't blame I don't look at them for, be, for being correct on what you see. So, so all right. This is this is why this shit happened. I got a friend that be sending me shit all type of nights of big booty joints that mm-hmm. just happen to be light skinned. Oh, that ain't oh, me. Just happened to be. Mm, what a coincidence. Hey man, I ain't you know, I ain't the baby. I ain't out here searching for yellow bones. You know what I'm saying? Danny Lay, you will not catch me up in this shit. I told you. I, you know, I love 4C. You know, like, them yellow bones ain't got that. I see. But it got, you know, that's what it looks like to me. And I'm I'm trying to clean it up. I unfollowed 100 people today on Instagram. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a and then it made me think, why do I even follow so many people that I can delete 100 and still have more people. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's a lot of people, right? That is a lot of people. How many people you follow? Uh, like 300. Damn. Could you imagine if you fucked 300 people oh and they were god. all in a room together? Oh my god. Could you imagine that? What no, that looks like? I don't want to. Why would you why would you bring that up? That's that's Just imagine 300 dicks in one room. That's a lot Hard of pass. dicks. Hard pass. No pun intended. No. <laughs> no. All right, all right. All right. No we got to get. Let's move forward, please. This we got to get to. We got. We ain't even got to a topic yet. So seriously. look, huh? I said seriously. We got to move on. So this this lets I, this is something I thought about. Right? What is what would you say? We didn't even discuss this. What would you say is the simplest thing you dubbed a dude for? Oh. 
Okay. I have two. One, I hated the way he chewed his food. I hated it. That's petty as fuck. I hated it. I hate That's it. Petty. He That's... he he would like and then afterwards, like the smack, oh my god. Oh. Where you don't like, you don't, you, where you don't fuck with smackers. You don't fuck with smackers. I hate the smackers. I hate them. I hate people who smack after their food. I hate that like I can see the food while you're chewing. Per- oh my! I'm supposed to share meals with you for how long? No. Long story. No. But I got something. I got something to add. So we're talking about smackers, right? Yes. So, um, me and my mother are a lot alike in a lot of ways, right? So. When we both, like, I've had surgeries, and when you get under the uh, anesthesia, right, when you come up, like, my nose and stomach is, like, really sensitive to things. And normally, I usually earl after, you know, smelling food or something like that after a surgery. Right. It's happened happened three times. Okay. So, my mom is the same way, right? So, my mom, she goes to, like, have some surgery. I can't remember. I'm in high school at the time. And um, I'm driving my I'm driving my mom home from her, you know, post-op surgery or whatever. <laughs> and we pull. I'm like, hey, mom, before we get home, because, yo, where I live at, my mom lives like 40 minutes outside of like the nearest town. So once we get home, like there's nothing around like you home. Right. So I'm like, mom, you want me to stop and get you some food like before we go home? And she like. <laughs> she like groggy from the anesthesia. She like, yeah, just just take me to Wendy's. Wendy's is me and my mama's shit. Like anybody that know me, they know I love Wendy's, right? So I take my mom to Wendy's. She gets like this chicken sandwich and shit, and we pulling off. We on our way, right? So my mom bites into her chicken sandwich. She living her best life. Next thing you know, she like Nikki. I'm like, what, mom? <laughs> she like pull over. The anis- the food, the smell of the food, like triggered her stomach, and she pukes, right? Yeah. And she's giving it to God. Like, <laughs> I'm rubbing my mama back, like, "Mom, you good?" She Bleh! very dramatic. Anyway, long story short, after she gets done puking, like the last bile comes up, my mom proceeds to like wipe her mouth, but she's like, "Who smacks on puke, bro? Like this woman smacked on puke." Who does that? I don't know. I got home. I asked my stepdad, like, bro, how have you dealt with this for 20 years? Like, my mom smacks on everything, bro. Everything. So, I feel your pain. I can't. Yeah. I I like, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to eat with you. It would just disgust me because it really bothers me. It really does. Okay. So, I have one more. So, another... Now, we actually dated, but I had to break up with them, and this is one of the reasons. Is it the gay man? No. no. Oh, okay. Okay. This is another one. Um, he His head was bigger than his body, and I just, I just, I just, I just thought, if I have to have children with this man, there's a genetic gamble that they might look like this. I can't, this is, I'm, I'm putting Did he just, did he just send from midgets? Like I can't do this, man. No. Absolutely not. No. He doesn't have midgets in his family? No. He was his mom and dad weren't that short, but he was shorter than both of them. Um and his head was just huge. And I'm just like, I can't I can't look at you and not think like you're about to topple over. Like I'm getting hey Arnold vibes. It's just <sighs> uh, Hey Arnold vibe? Hey, hey football Arnold. head. Yeah. 
just I got long ass head too though, so I can't be talking. I mean, but is your head bigger than your body? Nah, you know, the way these shoulders and traps and shit set up. Um, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I can see. I think that's the pettiest reason. Because he was a good dude. He was a nice guy, but I just couldn't ugh. Yeah. Both of your joints are petty though. I mean, you asked me what the simplest reasons were. The simplest reasons really mean what were the pettiest smallest things that someone did like they didn't whip their that's toothbrush what, isn't that like, put isn't that, on their toothbrush type situation isn't that a part of like what petty is it's like small like you're acting small so yeah, yeah it fits it fits absolutely so what about you though so for me the <laughs> what pops into mind is there was this woman I was dating once right and she invites me over to her crib. And I get over there. And she gives me, like, the pre-briefing. Like, when you walk in the house, she's like, oh, excuse my house. And it's like, as a nigga, certain shit you can excuse. Because you're trying to fuck, right? So you're right. like, all right, this bitch sheds her clothes whenever she walks in the house. So you cool with it. And I use bitch as a term of endearment. Because okay. I don't call women that no more. That's what I was saying at that point in time in my life. Okay. So I apologize to all the bitches out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, we sitting down and we watching we, we we watching movies. This is before Netflix. So we actually like watching like a, a movie, a VHS, something you purchased from Blockbuster. It was like a D, it was like a, a hard drive. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You plug yeah. the hard drive to the TV. Yeah. So um, I'm like, yo, can I use your bathroom? Right. So I go in the bathroom and I look in her medicine cabinet and lo and behold, she filled the medicine. I mean, she passed the medicine cabinet test, right? So medicine cabinet, cool. I go to pee, right? And I lift up the toilet because I'm trying, I'm like, oh, let me lift her seat up. You know what I'm saying? Trying to piss on her seat. So I lift the seat up and there was already piss stains around the rim of the toilet. And I'm like, there was other niggas here. Unless she got a dick, and that can be another interesting story. But I was like, wait a minute. There well, of course, piss. other men have been there. Like, this wasn't your girlfriend, right? Right, but that's not the issue. The issue was, you invite me over here, and there's piss on the rim of your toilet, which lets me know that your attention to detail is lacking. And that's why I cut her off. Because she don't she don't pay attention to detail. I'm in the military. Attention to detail is how we survive. So I can't fuck with somebody that don't pay attention to details. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what kind of nigga I look like? You come over my crib and there's, you know, rubbers floating in the toilet. You know what I'm saying? No. Cause because I care about you and your feelings and respecting you, I'ma flush them to- them, them condoms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not finna, you're not finna lay in my bed, we fool around, and you got a vagina, you got a a, a hair, another woman's hair in your vagina. No, I'm gonna clean them up. Because I had that happen once, and that's not something you really want to talk about with somebody. Well, you had you know? that happen once. So. <laughs> <laughs> you caught that, huh? <laughs> So there was this girl. Explain that. What? 
There was this girl I was in a situationship with, and I had a situationship with someone else. Mm. For the streets. And the For someone the else came. The someone else came over, and I knew that the other girl was flying in the next day. So I gave a thorough cleaning to the house, right? Because I just, I'm a, I'm a nice guest. And you come to my house, I want it to be clean. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, I, I'm cleaning, I'm washing baseboards, all this. I even vacuumed Ooh. my bed. I vacuumed, I vacuumed my bed after putting new sheets on there. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow, wow. Going all out. Lo and behold, we fool around, man. I go to the, I walk to the to to the kitchen and get some juice because I like juice. And I come back and this young lady is sitting in the middle of the bed crying, like boohoo crying. I'm like, yo, damn, I put the dick on her like that. Oh my like, god. Damn. I know the unicorn horn is serious, but damn. Stop it. I'm like, yo, you good? Did I hurt you? And she's like, <laughs> I'm not bullshitting. This is like really the conversation. She's like, Nico. You piece of shit. I'm like, damn, so the dick was bad? <laughs> you know, she's like, what is this? And she points down, and uh, there was a blonde pubic hair. Wow. In her vagina. Wow. Yeah, that was that was during my white girl phase. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that was crazy. So I didn't want that to happen again, so... I would clean up now, you know what I'm saying? So for her not to do that for me, but the I couldn't fact deal with that. that you've done that, should you be like, okay, I've been in that situation. I'm not perfect. Oh I said I was. What do you expect the person to be? Bro, I'm just saying, those are my standards. Okay, okay. That you're willing to break for yourself, but not other people. Hey, hey, my standard can't be your standard. Your standard wow. got to be your standard. Wow, 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 wow. wow. Okay. Does that not make sense? I mean... So since we're talking about standards, that takes us to our next topic. What's up? So, I'm sure everybody, well, most everybody, has had a moment to check out the Netflix blockbuster. I mean, Academy Award winning. A cat, yo. Get, yo, that's, yeah. Yeah. Malcolm and Marie. Mm. So... We flipped a coin, and Amina gets to go first with her thoughts on Malcolm and Marie. Oh, go! There is so much to unpack here. So much to unpack. Texas, yes. I'm tired of by saying, if you have not seen the movie, stop here because spoiler alert. Like spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We're about to talk about it. About to is it is it really a spoiler alert though? This movie came out at least. Friday. At least ninety six hours ago. So if you <laughs> like, it's not a spoiler alert if you've had more than seventy two hours to see some shit. True, but All some right. people are slow. Some people got work. You know, people have different lives. I just like to. Right. It's a band. It's a band. No spoiler alert. So this is first of all. Let me say I love the movie. I think it is an incredible uh, example of mistakes on both sides. I will say that. Malcolm woke up that day and chose violence, but, <laughs> but but it's okay because I think it was a great portrayal by both um, actors in terms of a codependent toxic relationship. But within that toxicity, they found a, a kernel of love. 
And whether you find it inspiring or disgusting, it's completely on your own um, you know, experiences and on what you like and your own preferences. Me personally, I love the acting. I love the cinematography. I love the fact the acting that acting is top notch on dialogue only, and that it really had like they had to really bring it to kind of engage you from the very beginning. I was on it because I think we've all felt that way. Malcolm felt when you come in from like a really great night. That's a fun night, a night either for celebration for you, one of your friends, just you're in great spirits. You throw some music on, you already lit, so you continue the party. Loved how it all started, and it just kind of sucked me in from then. So You know what, though? You know what? And at risk of being the asshole in the group chat, normally those nights are fucked up by women's attitudes. Oh, my God. Wow. Go ahead. Wow. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Every no, time. That's absolutely incorrect false information. Not every time a nigga, every time a nigga reaches Olympus and he's about to touch the foot of a god, a woman always got you did something fucked up. And she ain't always willing to go there with you, man. Why? But go ahead with your point. Like this. Why are you like this? This is not this is not true. A lot of women will revel in that celebratory thing with you, like, oh my gosh, babe, I'm so happy for you. And I will say, in this movie, I I a hundred percent from what she said throughout the dialogue that she did this at the premiere. That when people came up and asked her, oh my gosh, she's so sensitive, he's so this. How did he portray a black woman struggle so much? He must be so sweet. I'm sure he played it up. No one knows, I'm sure, the way that she really You want to know why? Because you know why she played it up? All night for him. You want to know why she played it up, though? Why? Because in my experience, black women ain't really finna air their laundry out for company. But just know, when you get home, yeah, you fucked up. Okay. That's, Proceed. That, that is true. We we absolutely don't like Aaron out there. Oh, you don't get points for saving your, your ego. You know what I'm saying? Like, she chose to do that. You know what I'm saying? White girls will make a scene. They don't care. Attitude the whole night. That, because remember, he said when he did, because... For those listening, have watched. He didn't. He didn't thank her in in the in the in, in his speech. Like when he was given his little, you know, at the premiere, and he's given his thank you speech. He did not thank her, and so she said that when he came back to the seat, he apologized profusely, apologized all night. No, I'm not over it though. You know, at the time, I didn't want to make a big deal out of it because we're out. I'm not gonna, you know, have the screw face on. I'm not gonna have an attitude. I'm just gonna smile and be nice, and we're out. I'm gonna be that. But the minute we get in the car, and I can sit with it, and I can process it, and then we get to the house, and it's still on my mind. Yeah, I'm gonna feel away. I'm gonna feel away. Like yeah, I get that. I get that. I'm. I'm not saying she shouldn't have or should have felt any type of way, but I'm just saying. So she's supposed to just let him continue on for the rest of the night without showing her emotions. Listen, man. Okay. I mean, <laughs> you have no rebuttal. No, no, no. no I do. Rebuttal, right? I was, sitting, I was sitting the cognac down. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All right. Okay. Okay. Let me hear if it. The role, if the roles were reversed, right? Because if the roles were reversed, like five of our homegirls would have been there. Y'all have been in there, yes, and squealing and drinking Prosecco and all this other bullshit. Oh, my God, you petty. Prosecco? <laughs> and he, if he had, like, niggas that are in relationships, they've been in that position before. And you got to smile and make playlists 
and cut cheeses and all this other shit. And they be like, ooh, girl, you got him trained. Yes. If a nigga show an attitude, they be like, mm, girl, fuck that. I wouldn't put up with it. You need to leave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so men suffer in silence, too. Don't oh act like you don't. Okay. Well, I, I'm not. I mean, there's so much in that, in that statement that you just made. Like you say, what? There's so much in that statement that you just made. Like I'm just saying. Not, I'm not. Finna tell, I'm not gonna tell you what you want to hear. I ain't gonna tell you what's right. I'm gonna tell you what's life. Okay. That's a very narrowed view of life. Because again, no, it's not. speaking from again my own experience, and I'm gonna have to advocate again for the women here. Like. That, that's not necessarily true. If the roles were reversed and it was my movie and he's in his feelings because I didn't thank him, then when we get to the house, obviously it's, what's the problem? What's the matter? Why matter of fact, so, so women like to pretend that they're so evolved and so mature and men are still knuckle-dragging, unevolved creatures and all this other shit. But if she's so enlightened, and all this other shit. Why didn't she just say, nigga, why didn't you thank me at the movie tonight? Why it gotta be a matter of pulling teeth from you? Or she's this nigga is on the height of his life. He just made his best movie. He's at home. He's celebrating. He he got he a 36-year-old man is fucking playing James Brown. That lets you know how big of a deal this is. And he wants to celebrate with his queen, his partner, his woman, right? And his woman is all upset. She's giving him the silent treatment. She huffing and puffing through the house. She's chain smoking cigarettes. And he like, wait, let me step down off the height of my fucking life and ask my woman like, yo, what's wrong? And she proceeds to say nothing. If you a man, that makes your antennas go up. Oh, shit. And most men are be like, oh, shit. How do I fix this? I just want to fix this. And he says, and he asks, like, what's wrong? And she's, no, Malcolm, nothing positive can come out of this tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, why not just Okay. Why not? Hold up. Hold up. Let me interject. You know why she said that? Because she knows that he's also drunk. She knows that how he gets when he's drunk. She knows if she brings these issues up, nothing productive will be said because she's not on the same high as him. And so they're already on an uneven playing field. He's lit. He's on 100. She's going to let him do him. And, and you know how she showed that she's supporting and loving and wanting to just give him the space to do that? By fucking making him macaroni and cheese. Because she knows when yeah, he's You don't get credit for making. Come on. Come I can on. see if she made Thanksgiving mac and cheese. I'm, I'm mad about the situation. I haven't said shit all night. I'm sitting with it. I'm processing it. You can't give me some time to talk about this tomorrow like I said. Like I said to you, I don't no. want to talk about it right now. Let's talk about it tomorrow. You go do you. Celebrate. Have a good time. She, He could have left her alone, kept playing James Brown, ate his macaroni and cheese, and then no. his right to shut the fuck up. But you know what he chose set to do? That's a setup. That's a setup. That's a setup. He started eating his macaroni and cheese, and then was just like, you know what, Marie? You know what? You're a mental patient. Something's really wrong with you. I think something's really seriously wrong with you. You messed up in the head, shouting, screaming at her from across the room, from across that's the a, house. But that's, in and of itself, is a setup, man. Like, if she says nothing positive is going to come of this tonight, and he goes back to blasting James Brown and drinking and all this other shit, 
and passes out and wakes up the next, she's still not going to be fucking with him. So now you didn't care enough. You didn't care enough to ask me or to, to get to the root of the problem last night. You were in your own world thinking about your own things and all this other shit. But the brother is like trying to fix it. I'm not saying he's right or wrong for not uh, thanking her. If it was me and I, were, I was in that position, I would think it would probably be God, my mama, and then my lady. But that's just me. So another thing even about this movie, I see so many people are talking about it. But you're talking about a movie that's in a vacuum for that night. We don't know what their relationship looked like before that or after that. Right. So we're judging his character off of so many other things. Like what if, what if the nigga, you know, throws roses at her feet every night before they go out? I don't know that. But you know how I know that? Because at the very end, when she lists all the things that he has not thanked her for. Hey, listen, man, if I ever, if I ever pick up, it's obvious that in this relationship, the dynamic is that they're definitely codependent in a way, but he oh, needs yeah, they, her. They talk. Definitely needs her, but he does not show appreciation for the fact that he does. But even though he doesn't, she still stays because she knows that she also needs him. Is are either party's right? No. They both need therapy. They both the man, need therapy. The man pulled her out of a crack house. I mean, yeah. If anything, he deserves a medal. Stop it right now! Because <laughs> but you was in a crack house. Did not do that from the bottom of your heart, as just as a gesture of love towards me. But you then decide to throw it in my face in an argument to gain the upper hand. Then you're a piece of shit because you didn't do that from a place of love. You did that from a place of. Um, so she can list. She can list every each and everything that she does for him. That's not done from a place of love either. Then that's done from a place of you don't show me gratitude, and here's my point. Because no. the whole night she was like the whole point. And what he did, was, and what he did was thank me tonight. It's a bigger arching over issue. Oh, no, thank me or show gratitude at all. Like, well, but what I'm saying is, she mentioned and listed everything she's ever done for him, and he did the same. His was just more uh, harsh. Like he literally, he did take a sledgehammer to a gnat. I I acknowledge that, but they both did that shit. Like if you're doing things out of love, like like you don't mention that shit. So if you're if you're talking about all the shit you do for me, and I'm like, oh, so we keep it tally. So let me give you your ledger and everything that I've done for you. So if anything, we can just say they are both wrong, and that relationship needs serious serious help, or. They need to let that shit go, but to act like any either one of them are right or wrong is a farce. Nah, and this, this is why I, start, I started off by saying mistakes were made on both sides. But with that specific argument of the very end, when she was tallying up those things, it wasn't that didn't feel like a ledger to me. That felt it doesn't like matter. It's showing, it's, it's showing that you don't even thank me for the little things. Not only did love you know, keeps you. no record of wrongdoing. Say what? Love is love is patient. Oh my love god. Love is kind. Not love keeps that. no record of wrongdoings. 
You know what I'm saying? If that, yeah, and that's, that's, that's theory, but we're living in 2021. So let's just keep it right. all the way on. So we're living in an era where she can list off what she wants and say whatever she wants to say and attack his character, attack his art, and attack his integrity, and then he just got to take it. And so we're also living in an age where he, she can, he can throw her trauma back in her face, tell her that she's crazy, gaslight her when she knows that part of that character was based on her. But because he doesn't want to admit that he's wrong, he comes up with some excuses and amalgamation of different things and people to, to, to basically override her feelings of not being validated. Because you're basing this on an argument that what she's saying is in indeed fact when you're not taking his argument to account at all that maybe 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 your understanding of what this character is is not the truth maybe maybe you did play a part in it but maybe all this other stuff can be true too two things can be true absolutely but that doesn't excuse the fact that she just still didn't thank me and the thing that she but why didn't you say why didn't you just say that in the beginning though to get back to my point of the ways in which she just said things it's not the fact that it's the, it's the fact that he, he sounds ungrateful. He sounds like he does not show her any appreciation or gratitude because she wakes up thinking, I want to be the best girlfriend he's ever had. He wakes up thinking she's good. She's all right. She's here to serve me. It's a completely different ways in which you're looking at the relationship. Who said that? It's not that it? it's what I, it's what I personally interpreted from the ways in which we both acted towards each other. So that's my personal view of that part of the movie. Like clearly, if you if we're okay, if we're uh taking liberty with the reality of their relationship, I don't I ain't never heard I ain't heard her say nothing about no job, about no money, none of that shit. So I, I she got lights, she got water. The motherfucker was eating. She showed that as hell got cigarettes to burn. So where's all that coming from? I didn't. Hmm? I didn't say that it was a healthy relationship. I oh no! Nah. Oh, okay. Okay. Again, mistakes are made on both sides. I I will definitely have that. Oh. Sense. However, I do. It, I feel like you can surmise that it is definitely. He's a little bit more ungrateful. Like she did not feel appreciated, and it came to a culmination. Like it came to a head when he didn't thank her. Man, so, I'd have been like, you know what, Marie? Thank you for the lights. Thank you for the car. Thank you for this nice dress. You petty as hell. Thank you Come for on. food. Thank you for your habits. Thank you for the flight. Thank you for actually being in this nice ass house that we staying in right now. Thank you for the money in your pocket. Thank you for the nice heels you had on when you walked in the house. Thank you for your cell phone bill. <laughs> Thank you for the water you just ran in this bathtub. Oh my god! Fuck around with me. That's what she would have got, bro. Like get the fuck out of here, man. Like he should he should have thanked her. Like this is this is your partner. This is who you chose to be with. This person has. Taken away from their work for sure. Come on, right? Man. But but you like you ain't Jesus, like, right? No, I, mean, I can't get a thank you, but I can't get a thank you. Come on, man. Right? I'm saying I'm 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 agreeing with you. He should have thanked her, but at the same time, like, bro, all that could have been all this other shit, all this pulling of the teeth and 
the the round robin that they went on. Like when he said, Marie, what's wrong? If you're a real adult and you upset and you feel like you you this is merited, just say that. I think she was trying to de-escalate the situation. No, the hell she was it not. She was. She didn't she sat there. This whole thing was about her. Every time they argued about something, she was upset about something different. That's not true. Like, she finally formulated what she was upset with. And it, that's what happened. In my, in my opinion, in my opinion, because I'm not right, but I will say, fellas, if you got a woman that's riding with you, that's investing in you, that is taking away from herself to give to you, when, you know, you don't do these things by yourself. So you have to thank the people that hold you up. You know what I'm saying? I I acknowledge that. But at the same time, like, some of the shit that he said about her was, like, for real true. I ain't talking about all the, the throwing the shit in the face, but, like, come on, man. Like, she got grade A issues. And another issue that I had with them, I'm like, bro, he talked, she, they mentioned that, she, how old was he supposed to be in that movie? Because they talking about he got with her at like five. Because they've been together for five years and they met when she was twenty. So she right, that's 20. that's fucking to me. That's problematic because it's like you're expecting a level of maturity for someone that is like twelve years younger than you, bro. That's some shit you signed up for. That's an, like that's the thing with me with Hollywood. Like they're always casting these beautiful young women with these old oh, ass yes. men. Old, just... Like, he's not... But that's a whole conversation of, like, men not having to deal with the same beauty standards as women, because you're replaceable, so you have to constantly look super young and, like, look younger than your age or else you won't get cast, whereas men can look like fucking Clint Eastwood, 85 years old, barely being able to move, but he got, like, fucking Heather Locklear on his arm. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, he got money, though. Ugh. I mean, look, I mean, long as you got some cheese, you can get somebody, man. I know niggas out here fucking grandmas, and that'll get you worms. <laughs> so, something that I thought about with this movie, as you know, as I was going through, like you know, the arguments of what was going on. Mind you, at the end of the day, uh, and when I agree with you, he should have. I, I do think and certain ways he is ungrateful and he should have thanked her. I I sign off on that. But something interesting that I read was the fact that the movie is problematic because a white director is using a black man as a vehicle to voice his grievances with Hollywood. Mm. So once you think about that and you think like, damn, this idea does subvert the i the entire perspective of the movie for me because i mean the way it's presented especially in the current climate that we're in you're thinking about like hey you got two big actors they're both black or whatever and you're looking at it from a perspective of black love when you look at this movie and it has nothing to do with that like even his argument like when he's going on that rant I'm like, nigga, these ain't my problems. <laughs> like, these ain't nigga problems. Right. These are, well, you know it's more so like it's creative problems. You know what I mean? Like if you're a creative 
and you want to make it in Hollywood. I know a lot of black creatives have had that opinion of you're only ever based upon like yourself as, as, as a black person, not as um, a creator. It's like a, you're, you're seen through a black lens. Everything has to be political or racial, whatever you But the thing about it is. And so I, I will say that that rant, part of it was genius and very true about how film is having something different to say and how you say it and that the mystery of film has kind of like disappeared. And the fact that he wanted to just be based only on his own merits of a creator and not just as a black man, that is absolutely valid. But the fact that yeah, Sam Levinson yeah. used him as like the vehicle to do it, I think was actually very clever. I, I mean, I didn't mind that as a whole, like it didn't change the whole perspective of the movie for me in terms of, oh, this man is, this white man is using this black man as a vehicle to, to express his views. I think he was just, he was fed up with Hollywood in general. And a lot of people have that, have that same um, perspective of, especially critics, they're full of shit. A lot of critics don't even like this movie. I love this movie. And so for me, am I going to listen to everything you say because your, your opinion has you know, been made to, to, to herald some kind of call to, oh, I know better than all of you because I'm kind of film, I'm a film connoisseur? No, nah, fuck that. I'm going to re- watch it for myself and have my own opinion and base my own criticisms off of what I like and don't like. And so I feel like critics love to be pandered to. You know, they, they love the little... And you can see that in all of the nominations and all of the award shows, things that are so much better in terms of better art, better perspectives, better stories are just never brought through because people who pander to these people get like more recognition. The whole system is just fucked in my opinion. But so I, I, I actually agree with that perspective that that critics are, are full of shit. And I, and I liked his rant because I think a lot of what he said was true. But um, and I don't see it racially. Like, I didn't even think about that. Like, a white man using a black man as a vehicle. I just saw a creator making a piece of work and John Washington, like, elevating it. That's, that's really how I, how, how I interpreted that movie. Yeah, I mean, but in the current climate that we're in, I don't... Are black directors, like, saying, oh, we're asking to be to be seen as black people. So for them to argue, why why I just can't be a black, why I just can't be a director, like that kind of dilutes the current argument that a lot of black people are out here having. You know what I'm saying? Like, because people are saying, oh, I don't see color and all this other bullshit. And for you to say, hey, I just want to be a part of the wall. Like, what is that, what is that saying to the current, you know, argument of the moment. And the current argument of the moment is what? Nigga. Black people exist. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a black person. I've been known that. That's not news to me. That's for the no, world. No, like but I'm talking, I'm talking about, like, to the masses. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To argue, to argue, don't see my color when everybody is like, yo, recognize me as a person and my color isn't that counterproductive it's interesting i mean i guess i would say with directors and creatives and people and that voice that you're trying to portray it's 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 it is hard to distinguish someone from 
not being a black director because obviously as a black person that speaks into your work any black director anything that they promote anything that they do is going to have a black lens on it because that's their experience as a human being and so and obviously we all know that being black is different than being white in america and in ways in which we see ourselves and experience life is different so there's always going to be that lens on our and our creative projects i think my point is is that when i was watching this i didn't see it as a white man trying to use this black man as a lens. Like I didn't, I did not, it didn't. No, no, I don't think he's trying to use him as a lens. I'm saying the argument was, is that he's using him as a shield to lash out at Uh, the critics that he gets. And that's what I'm saying that it kind of like dilutes any truth that you have in the argument of the rant that John David Washington had. If you look at it that way. I see. Because for you to argue, looking at it as a white person's words. I was looking at it as how, because I was so in like, and that's to me is good acting. I was so drawn into his character. I really felt that he felt those things about Hollywood. Like that was coming from his soul. Like he felt that, you know what I mean? That's how he really felt. Um, right. But those, you're right. Those aren't his words. That isn't, this isn't his project. He, he only helped produce it. So th- this is someone else's viewpoint that's coming through his mouth. I did not. And I'm not saying, not, I'm not saying this is, I'm not saying this is truth or facts. I'm just saying like that is some, you know, cause I'm, you know, I'm doing my, my research for the episode and I'm looking up shit and I'm, I even actually watched the movie again. And I'm like, damn, if you watch it from that perspective, you kind of like, as, cause at first when I watched it, I'm like, hell yeah, nigga. Cause I just see a black man on screen fed the fuck up. Yeah. And as a black man in America that has to walk a fine line every day, like, I have been that way. And I'm like, hell yeah. But then when I watch it the second time, I'm like, it gave me a little bit. I take a more nuanced approach to it. And I'm like, nigga, this argument is cool and I get it. But in the current climate that we in, I kind of think it's a little premature to when you're talking about representation and having your stories told and having your experience uh, understood to want to be separated from that as just another creative i'm like that's kind of like nigga i don't think i don't know if we're there to be making that argument yet when you're still making this argument on the battlegrounds is what i'm saying yeah and i'm not saying that's right or wrong i'm just that's just my perspective on it yeah no i can i, I agree with that i can see that i and honestly I, I i did not think about that perspective at all but it's an it's an interesting one, and it, it definitely is valid. I mean, we uh, yeah, we're not ready for a lot of things. I feel like in society to have certain types of conversations, to look at things in a certain way. So this could also just be a premature attempt at at that at that um that angle. So or or stick with me. Maybe this makes this shit genius because the best art can be looked at. From a myriad of perspectives. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like the best art can be interpreted so many different ways. Absolutely. So yeah. Good talk. I mean, we're on a whole podcast talking about this movie, which makes me feel like this is good art. And it's been trending and people are talk. talking about it and all the memes, all of it. It to me. You know, as as the as the great Beyonce said, you know, you that bitch when you start all this conversation, like you you what? that person, like it's you're you you have that moment in time. 
where your art has dominated the story. What did Beyonce say? You know you that bitch when you cause all this conversation. You sure she ain't still that? You know she be still. <laughs> Look, you are not going to have the beehive come after me. I'm just saying. She don't? Look, that's neither here nor there. I'm not getting into none of that. Oh, um, all right, that's just me, I guess. I you know. mean... I like. I have shown I like. that it has happened. I won't lie to you. Some people have pulled out some receipts, but I mean, she's still Beyonce, and she's still incredible. Like, even if you took away her music videos, all of the performances, her voice is absolutely amazing, and her songs resonate with a lot of people. So, as an artist, she's a multifaceted, like, dynamic woman. So, that's a tough one, bro. I'm not even going to touch that with a ten foot pole. Absolutely not. I feel you. So, uh, we've been going for about an hour now. Anything else you want to talk about? No, no, no. I think Maybe. I think I think we I think we 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 had a robust conversation for sure. What you think? Okay. Yeah, I think we can wind down. So, I got a question for you. What you listening to this week? Ooh. What am I listening to? I'm listening give to them, Give them a little something. Give them a little something to leave with. You know what I'm saying? The doors of the church is open. Okay. If you feel an adventurous to all of those who don't know about dancehall, dancehall is amazing. It's incredibly problematic, but it's incredible. Listen to a cat named Dexter Daps. I think. Ooh, Dexter. <laughs> Dexter. Dexter music sounds so good. Wagwan. He make a geek hard like Rockweiler. Look, dancehall is incredibly problematic. They talk about sex explicitly. Like, when people thought that WAP was such a controversial song, I'm like, y'all obviously have never heard of Lady Saw. Y'all have never obviously heard of Spice. Like, people have been doing this in dancehall since the 90s. So, it's really no, <laughs> no, um, you know, raised eyebrows in our community. But yeah, if you are feeling adventurous, you want to get into a new genre of music, Try Dexter Daps. My personal favorite is Call Me If. Let me know what you think. Hey, Call Me If go hard. But my joint on that is Vent. <laughs> Vent <laughs> is like the dance hall Brent Fayas. Like, <laughs> like, that's my shit. Like, I've been playing that. But for me, I am listening to, what's her name? Leanne. La Havas? Yes, yes. Yeah, she she fire. She fire. And uh so it's Leanne La Havas. It's a self-titled uh album. I've been jamming that. And what's this joint? What's her name? Let me see. It's like Ramon? Ramon? Ramon. Rip. It's R I M O N, like Ramon. Oh, yeah, Ramon. R- yeah, Ramon. Ramon. Yeah, Ramon. Ramon, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it either, but she's incredible. Yeah, she's a good one. It's an EP called I Shine, You Shine. That joint is fire. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts about uh, the baby breaking up with Danny Lay? I don't have any thoughts because I didn't know that they were together. <laughs> I had no clue. <laughs> hey, I'm, apparently, I'm not on apparently she made a song called Yellow Bone. Cause that's what he like, but I guess he don't like it no more. I guess not. Oh dear. So that's that, that's that. That's that. Um so before we get out of here, man, you think 
Hey, plug your social medias again. Let these people know your social medias. Sure. People are feeling you. Me almost on any platform because I'm lame. I don't have any kind of like cool nickname. It's just my first and last name on most social media platforms: IG, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of it. I don't know it's not social media, but what is your first and last name? Like, nigga. Say what? Tell them your first and last name. You say, hey, follow me in my first and last name, and don't give it to them. First and last name is Amina. Last name is Lovell. So, yes. Hit me up. Follow me. I'm hilarious. I think I'm hilarious. I don't think that's, I don't think that's your, uh, your aim on this jump. You know what I'm saying? You're the, you're the straight man. On, not like a straight heterosexual man, but like oh in the God. idea of like movie tropes. Like I'm the, the jokes. Bad cop? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like that. Like that. I got you. So you trying to come back? When you coming back, man? When can we expect you back? I mean, I'm always going to come back if you invite me, for sure. This is so much fun. I love having conversations with you because you're a crazy person. So... I'll Am I? Whenever I'm invited, I will be back. So hopefully you guys can hear me on the airwaves again soon. So appreciate you coming through. This has been another episode of Intimate Revelations. We appreciate you. We celebrate you. And we love you. Happy Black History hey. Month. Happy Black History Month. And if you ain't getting none for Valentine's Day, I'm sorry. <laughs> Peace.